Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alochis. Sorry for the delay. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayechi, Chazak, Tovshin Pei, Gimel. We're continuing the Shir on Likutei Alochis, Yoradeya, Hilchas Loyilbash Gever, Halacha Aleph, Paragraph Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Lilui Nishmas, Rabbi Yitzchok Aharon Brebeliyahu, whose Yorzeit is today on the 13th of Teves. His, this was a rabbi singer who was the Rav of the Bialystoker Shul on the Lower East Side, one of the most famous shuls possibly in the United States in the 1940s, 50s, 60s. And he was a well-known personality, a tremendous Talmud Chacham. He should be a Melit Stoy for his family and for Klal Yisrael. And we dedicate the learning for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Michoel Yaakov Ben Idis, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Gershon Chanoi Chenech Ben Rochel, Yehudis Bas Chana, Rafoel Ben Soro, Chaya Brocha Bas Perel, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlemenisim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Sori Gittel Bas Chana Riva, Hindachasa Baschana, Miriam Esther Basorigitl, Gitgenendel Basipoira, Shemin Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yurachmiel, Yisroel Doiv Ben Frumit Nechama, Yosef Ben Mazal, Asa Ben Yehudes, Rivka Chana Bas Sheshana, Eitanyol Ben Edna, Tuvi Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, David Lei Ben Shena, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Shirat Voira Bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Chaim Arya Ben Brocha, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. In the previous year, we spoke about Shol HaMelech and Dover HaMelech. Now, Rav Nosan Zal says, Avol Bi Avraham Ksiv, whereas by Avram Avinu it says, Avraham Zokin Bo Bayomim Vashem Berach Avraham Bakoil. By Dovra Melech, we saw that the Pasik said that he was Bo Bayomim and they tried covering him with clothes and it wouldn't warm him. By Avram Avinu, it seems to say he was completely successful. Hashem blessed him Bakoil. Ki Avraham Hishtadel Kol Yomov Lahalois Ulahashlim Bechina Samalchus. Because Avram Avinu tried throughout his entire life to elevate and complete the Malchus. The Medrash tells us that he's the first one of the chain of the kingdom of Klal Yisrael. It starts with Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yehuda, and then <clears throat> Peretz, and continues until you have Boyaz and David and Shloimoi, etc. 14 generations till David, till David HaMelech. That's why David is Bigimatria 14. And the 15th generation is Shloimai HaMelech, which is like the 15th of the month when there's a full moon, which means that the Malchus reached a certain level of Shleimus during Shloimai HaMelech's time. But Rav Sal tells us here that even Avram Avinu tried throughout his entire life to elevate and complete the Malchus. How? by being Mamlech Hashem, by publicizing who's the king of the world, that it's not Nimrod and it's not Joshmo, it's Hashem. Al-Kain Zoho Shehoyeloi Bechinas Malchus. 
That's why Avram Avinu was zoiche to this aspect of Malchus, Bechinas Chochma Tato, which is also referred to as the lower Chochma, Bishlemus. On for what he needed to accomplish, he achieved it Bishlemus. Dahainu, which means Sha'af Even though Avram Avinu reached very great heights in in recognition of Hashem, Shazel Bechinas Zokain Bo Bayomim. That's why the Posik says about Avram Avinu that he was Zokain Bo Bayomim. Zokain is Zekonochma. He came with all of his days. Ki Zokain Marames Al Hasogas Chochmo Ilo Mo'id. Because the term Zokain in Kedusha represents a very high level of Chachma. As Rabbeinazal mentions this in chapter 60 in Likutimran and in other places. And despite that, Afal Pikain, Hoyoloi Kalim, and even though he was on such a high level, he had the Kalim, the vessels, Shehem Bechinas Chachma Tato, which are the Chachma Tato. To be able to achieve new insights about Hashem, new revelations about Hashem. Vezehu Avraham Zokain, etc. Vahashem Beirach es Avraham Bakoil. And Hashem blessed him with everything. Vam Rabbi Senazal, and the Gemara says in Baba Basra, Bas hoi soloi li Avraham, ubakoil shmoi. Ubakoil shmo that Avram Avinu had a daughter, and her name, her name was Bakoil. Rav Zal says, if you recall, we mentioned earlier, Bas Zebechinas Bas, the daughter, represents Chochmotato. Remember, we mentioned that sons, we quoted that pasuk, Haviu bonai me Haviu bnoisai me rochoik, Haviu bonai me rochoik, Ubnoisai me ktsehoritz. Where the pasuk shows there that bonim are a higher level of Yishuvadas. That's what the Gemara says on that pasuk. We quoted it earlier from the Gemara in Erevin. Vezehu ubakoil shmo, and her name was Bakoil. This again teaches us that this Chochmotato, this Malchus, is kolul from everything. It's a composite of everything. Everything feeds into it. All the Madregas above it. <clears throat> this is telling us that the aspect of Malchus, Chochmotato, was given to him complete, 100%. Da'inu, which means she'af shehigio lezikno, even though he reached the level of zikno, da'inu hasoga govoya moid, which means very high level understanding of Hashem, afal pikein hoyuloi bechinas kelim lahasiglafi oisa hamadrega. Despite that, he's had the vessels that he needed for that level. He always had the kelim v'tzimtzum v'chochmatato. Now, a very important point here, Rav Nosanzal, in this paragraph, seems to be saying that Avram Avinu is Shlemus Hamalchus. What are you talking about? He, he wasn't even a king. He wasn't an official king. And you're telling me that it wasn't until 14 and 15 generations later that the Malchus became Shlemus. So what, what's going on here? And the answer is we could understand this based on an incident with Rabbein 
There's a story that Rav Nosen Zal and Rav, and Rav Naftali Zal, his close friend, were once waiting to get in to see Rabbeinu Zal. And they're waiting and waiting and wait, and they're thinking, wow, wonder who's in there. You know, who, what's an incredible, important person that Rabbeinu Zal spending so much time with him. And finally, the person came out and he was one of the very ordinary people in the city, a very poshut person, not a great Talmud Chacham, etc. So they looked at each other surprised, and they went in, and Rabbeinu Zal said to them, did you see that person that just walked out? And they said, yes. They, he said, he's a nichnas v'yotza b'shalim. About him, we could say what the Gemara says about Rabbi Akiva, that there were four of the greatest rabbis of the Gemara, that went up to a, the, the very, very high place in heaven. And three of them were damaged in the process in different ways. And only Rabbi Akiva entered and left in peace. He wasn't harmed in any way. He achieved a tremendous aliyah. So they're looking at Rabbi Nezal. He's Rabbi Akiva. He's a nichnas v'yotza b'sholem. Rabbi Nezal smiled and said, in his madrega from what Hashem's expectations are from him, he's not a 10, he's a 15. He's super, he's a star. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't compare him in any way whatsoever to Rav Zal or to other people. And that's what Rav is telling us here, that Avram Avinu, regarding the position that he took of starting off the Malchus of Kedusha, the Torah testifies, he was a home run. He, he was Bishlemus, real Shlemus. And this is why the Torah tells us that when Lot, there was a battle, it says there, a world war between nine kings, four, five kings against four kings. And the four were so powerful that they defeated the five kings. And in the process, they captured Lot, Avram Avinu's nephew. And the Torah says, Avram Avinu heard about this, and he said, I'm going to go beat him up. I'm going to go beat up these four kings and get light back. I'm going to rescue light. He wasn't afraid. No, he wasn't afraid at all. He had Hashem. He's with Hashem. Four kings could be 400 kings. Who cares? And we've spoken about this in the past, how he took with him the Shechina, Damesek Eliezer. Damesek is Dalit Machnoi Shechinto Kadisha. And at the word Eliezer, if you consider the Aleph, Elef, it's 1,317. It's Bigimatria, the four images on the Shechina. Aryeh Shor, uh, on the Kisya Kovoid. Aryeh Shor Nesher Odom is Bigimatria 1,317. So Avram Avinu goes out to beat up those four kings. And he does. And he rescues Lot. So it says there, they gathered, afterwards they gathered El Emek Shoveh to the valley Shoveh. And the Medrash says, what does that mean? It means, Shehushvu kulam va'asauhu melech. Shove means equal, when people unite, when people agree on something completely. The Medrash says, all of those four, all of those kings, all came to an agreement to appoint Avram Avinu as king, that he's the king over all of those kings. Because by Avram Avinu defeating those four kings of the Sitrachra, Zoho la Malchus Bishlemus. He was to the Malchus of Kedusha, 
on on a, a complete. Ayin b'maymar mishra de sakina. Now, Rav Nassau says, take a look in chapter 30 in the Kutimran, which this halacha is based on, and you'll see that there Rav speaks about this. He speaks about the four kingdoms of the Sitrachra. There he's talking about Edoim, Bovel, Modai, and Yovan. But still, it's this same concept versus the Malchus of Kedusha. Any questions, please? Okay. But doesn't acquiring Chachma Ilah depend on having Kalim for Chachma Tato? The answer is Chachma Tato is Kalim. Chachma Tato is the Malchus. Chachma Tato is the Kalim into which we receive from the Chachma Ilah. Please. Please. On the one hand, in this paragraph, so far as Nosenzal has explained the that Avraham Avini was Zorkia to attain, and then puts the emphasis on the fact that, nevertheless, or despite this, Avraham Avini still had Pachmat Tata. But I thought it was like a ladder going up. I don't understand. <clears throat> sure, let me, let me clarify, because it's, it's a little bit, what Rav is saying is, even though he reached such an incredible high level, and let's say by those four rabbis in the Gemara, we heard that they went up there, and three of them got blown away. But not him, not him. He had the kalim for it. You follow? That's what those lines are telling us. Not that because he went... It's telling us that even though he went up to such an incredible high level, the Torah is testifying that he had, he had this bas, he had this bakoil, he had the kalim, he had the malchus b'shlemus to be able to handle those trillion watts. And it's, it's almost uh, like an absent-minded professor, it's like someone who got tremendous ideas, but not enough caring to function in day-to-day living. 100%. 100%. That's this concept of that you have sometimes people who are geniuses and don't have common sense. You know, Because again, Rabbeinazal, Rabbeinazal puts so much stress on this that there's no such thing as chachma, as real chachma, without all kinds of kalim, with midos. First, you have to go through the midos, through chesed, gvurta. First, you have to be masak in the midos, of which the most important one is the malchus. Im ein yira, ein chachma. Remember, the Mishnah says in Pirkei what is yira? Yira is kalim. Il mole moira'o shal malchus. That, that this, there's so much stress on this, that there's no such thing, Rashis Chachma, Yiras Hashem. There's no such thing as being really smart without being really good. We find even another level, we say every morning, A person should always be a Yerei Shamayim. So one of the great Sadiqim said, First be an Adam, first be a Mensch, first be a human being which means midais, then yirei shamayim, then go into the frumkite, you know, the davening with kavona, etc., etc. But step one is adam, and in this context, adam means, you know, midais toivos, to be a mensch. Thank you very much. Sure. Listen, I, I didn't understand how the, the chachma laws creates the chachma tata, that's the kalim. No, it, it would it, it could seem to get confused here, but that's not what he's saying. It, Rav Nassim Zal says here 
that even though he achieved Zikna, Hasoga Gavoya, despite that, he had the Kalim to be Masik Lefi Oisamadrega. Because we know that there are many people who reach high level Hasogos and they don't have the Kalim. And there's all kinds of trouble that happens. So but create, not Avram Avinu. How do you create Kalim? By working on the Malchus. Rabbi Nezal says there, and that, that's that whole chapter on Likutimran. Tzimtzum, Kalim. What's Tzimtzum? The letters studying the Torah. Every letter in the Torah is a Tzimtzum. It's a Kali of Hashem's light. It's the study of Torah and fulfilling mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are a Tzimtzum of spirituality. There are people saying, I love Hashem, I love you. I love you. You know, and... and and, uh, but, and, and not observant. They don't do the mitzvahs. They don't know that that's, again, an example of light with no kalim. It doesn't work. It can't last. At best, it's a, it's a burst, and it's gone. Halacha Beis. Rav Nosenzal says, Yesh l'rameis b'mitzvah zu Inyan Mashikosav Rabbeinazal Bemaimar Hamaschil Pirkatli saw the Safradits Nusa Testikunin Yakirin. In this mitzvah of a man not dressing like a woman and a woman not dressing like a man and not behaving, a woman not behaving like a man and vice versa, that we can we can see hint to this for what Rabbeinazal explains in chapter twenty in Likutimran, which is based on the Safradits Nusa. Ayin Shom Mashikosav Shom. Rav Nasanzal says, take a look at what Rabbeinazal writes over there. Shebishas hatfilo tzrichin lehispalel rak berachmin v'tachnunim. When a person is standing in front of Hashem in tfilo, you have to pray with pleading, begging, no force, no tough guy. Hashem, you know who I am? You know all the good things I've done for you? None of that. When you're standing in front of Hashem, it's rachmim v'tachnunim, v'lamoid kerosh, to stand there like a pauper, v'levli lehishtamesh b'maisav hatoivim klal, not to use any of your good deeds, not to use any of your power. Rak b'shas hakehila. It's only when a person, if the person is a rabbi, a teacher, if he's gathering together people to teach them Torah, to do outreach, to bring them close to Hashem, when all the people gather together, and over there he's referring especially to outreach. We're talking about people who aren't religious yet, or partially religious, people who are still committing many sins, which means they haven't cleaned up their act yet. They're not clean yet. There's still a lot of dirt and mud in them. So when they're gathering together, then the tzaddik has to use his stick. He has to use his strength, his power, the power of his good deeds, in order to eliminate the, the, the negativity in all of those people. Now, this doesn't mean he's supposed to yell at them or scream at them or insult them, but it means there he, he has to have a certain level of respect. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yehuda would, in, would infuse Moira, fear, into his Talmidim. As a rabbi has to maintain a certain level of dignity, respect, not allowed to call a rabbi by his, by his name, chas all the different rules. Aval b'shas hatfila. But when this tzaddik is standing in front of Hashem in tefillah, 
Tzrichen lamoid kirosh ve'evyoim. Person has to stand like a pauper, like a real pauper, like I'm nothing and I have nothing. I'm coming purely asking for a free gift. Ulehispalel betachnunim. And to daven with pleading. Vezeh toos toa moish Rabbeinu olavashon. And Rabbeinu Zal in that chapter in Likutim Ran goes into the secret of what was the error of Moshe Rabbeinu when he struck the rock, when he hit the rock, that he was using the stick, toward, the rock represents Hashem, Hashem is called Tzur Levavi, the rock of my heart, Kaviochel. I mentioned many times that the Arizal says that before we go into Shmoyne Esrei, Shmoyne Esrei is the climax of our Shachris, we're building and building. Karbonois is one world. Psuke de Zimra is the next world. Shma and its brochis are the third world. When we get to Shmon Esroi, we're getting to the climax, the peak. We're entering into the throne room of Hashem. Right before Shmon Esroi, we have that paragraph, Ezra Savoy And at the end, the last words they just about are, the Oizer Dalim, the Oine Liamo Yisroel Beis Shavamelov. And Hashem helps the Dalim. Dal means the poorest of the poor. The Oina, and he listens to the prayers of the Jewish people when we call out to him. And the Arizal says when a person is saying those words, Oizer Dalim, to think, that's me. I'm talking about me, Hashem. I'm standing in front of you like the poorest of the poor. And this means in Gashmias, but especially in Ruchnias. The Gemara says, Ein Oni Elamin Adas that in, in Torah, in, in Judaism, the term poverty refers to Seichel, Seichel of Kedusha. That the, the Gemara says, Imdas konisa ma chosarto. Imdas chosarto ma konisa. If a person has das, what are they lacking? They're not lacking anything. They're the richest person in the world. And if a person doesn't have das, what are their cars and their how? What is all of that worth? It's nothing if they don't know about Hashem, if they don't know purpose of life. Now Rav Zal begins. And we'll be able to see a hint to what Rav Zal explains over there in Likud Imran in this mitzvah. That a man is not allowed to wear women's clothing and a woman is not allowed to wear men's clothing. Hainu, what this is telling us, Bishas hatfila tzorech lamoid kirosh uledaber divrei rakus v'tachnunim. When a person is davening Tashem, there you have to stand like a little guy, like a poor person, and to speak softly, pleadingly, not to use any stick, not to use any power. This doesn't mean not putting power in your tefillah. You can scream at the top of your lungs. But we're talking about not coming as if, you know who I am, let me introduce myself. I've done so much and so much. I'm, I'm such a good person. I'm such... This is the concept of the woman. Usually... Usually, women are referred to as the weaker ones. And they generally speak more gently than a man who's tougher. He's usually the breadwinner. 
ובשביל זה התפילה מכונה בשם אישה. And this is why תפילה is called the woman. בחינס, אישה ירס השם, he tishalo, the Pesach says. The woman who has fear and respect for Hashem, she is praiseworthy. But the word tishalo, tehila, means tefila. She is tefila. Kamuva, as Rabbi Enezal brings in chapter 49 in Likut Imran. Ki b'shas ha-tefila tzorich lihiyois bebechinas isha. Because when a person is davening, they're supposed to resemble a woman in this sense. Bechinas mekabel. Because in, in Kabbalistic terms, the woman is the receiver, the man is the giver. The man is the mashpia, the woman is the mekabel. So when I'm davening Tashem, I'm a mekabel. Now here again, just to give an example, what are you talking about? Rabbi Nezal says in Torah Tess and Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal says that with our tefillah, we are being mefarnes Hashem. We are, we are providing Hashem kaviochel sustenance. The answer is everything is relative. Everything is relative. On a certain level, it's true. On a certain level, Hashem is receiving from us when we're davening. But in terms of compared to who's really receiving and who's really giving, <clears throat> we're not forgetting our place. That even though Rabbein Azal said over there, we are being mefarnes Hashem, and we're the ones who are, who are bringing about the wedding between Hashem and the Shekhinah, don't forget, don't forget that Hashem is still king and giver, and we are standing before Hashem like the wife, the Mechabel, who, who depends on her husband to be able to receive from him. I'm sorry. The woman is, is it represents this weak weakness. This means that when you're davening Tashem, don't use any of the power of your good deeds. But rather, but rather the person should be like a person who's weak. As if I have no strength, I have no power, I have no merit. But rather, softly, pleadingly, like a real poor person. This is what the what the Pasuk is saying that 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 a, a, a woman is not allowed to wear men's garments. Hainu What this is saying is that when a man or woman is davening, where then we're in this category of, of the woman, then don't wear men's clothing. Don't wear a sword and a knife, you know, the things that, that men wear. He shouldn't use the power and the, the strength of his good deeds. Now, even while I'm saying this, I want to inject. But what do you mean? There's a chapter on Likut Imran where Abenazal says, that a person does have to feel a certain pride in the good things that they do. And not only that, but Rabbenazal says, Tefillah is a negotiation that you have to try to come up with reasons. Why should Hashem give you this? What, what, why do you, des- you don't deserve anything? 
Tell me why I should give you. Why should I do anything for you? <clears throat> and I'm not just saying I'm nobody, I'm nothing. I have to come up with a defend. I have to defend myself. But the answer is defending yourself, not by, not by listing all of your good deeds. Defending yourself by saying, Hashem, if you will help me, I will, I'll never forget it. And I'll know that it's you. I, I won't take credit for it in any way. And I, I'll attribute the credit only to you. And it'll motivate me. It'll inspire me to serve you better. And I'll tell all my friends about how you helped me, how Hashem helped me with my parnosa, with my zivug, with my health, with everything. V'chein lehepech. And the same thing is true in the opposite sense. Lo gever, that a man is not allowed to wear women's clothing. Hainu, gever, when a person is supposed to be a man. Hainu hakel, meaning when he's gathering together his students to be makari them, to teach them. Then he has to have a certain strength to stand like a powerful person using the stick, the strength of his good deeds in order to weaken the, the Ra in, in the people, in the people that are gathered. Then he's not allowed to wear women's clothing. He's not allowed to just say, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Then he has to be like a powerful person who's ready for war, ready for battle. Not to be a woman, not to be weak in any way. A thought that comes to mind. I remember my Rebbe, Zechran of Rav Rosenfeld, you know, when he would teach, sometimes he would quote a Gemara, he would quote, he would say, page this and this, or, you know, showing a certain strength. Person would say, why did he do that? That's Gaiva. You know, oh, he's showing off that he knows what page it's on. It's not that. A, again, in order to be of people, in order to be Machniya the Ra, sometimes a tzaddik, somebody who's on a very high level, knows where to show gvura, where to show that we're not the same. I'm in a completely, completely different league than you, and therefore I can help you. Therefore know that I'm, I'm in a position to help you. And if you listen to me, if you, you'll learn things that are very important, very special, that'll improve your whole life. V'haklal, Rav Nassau says now, to, to summarize this, a person has to be very careful regarding this. Not to fool himself and switch things around. But rather, when he's davening, his, his attitude, his mindset is, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I'm a pauper. Not to be using any of the strength and power of his good deeds. But when he needs to be able to be machnia the ra in the community, there he has to show a certain strength. And here again, this is this applies to parents and children. <coughs> 
This applies on all levels of leadership. In order for a parent to be able to, to teach a child what not to do, if they're buddy-buddy, if they're buddy-buddy, if there is no respect, if there is no yira, yira sakovoid, and yira saroimimus, and yira saoinish, then daddy says not to do it. He, he thinks I shouldn't do it, and I think I should do it. What's the big deal? Who's, you know, how much bigger is he that we're, we're, that we're, there's not, 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 we're not that much different? That's why there's a need for there to be a distance. Somebody asked me recently, what does Rabbi Nezal mean when he said about keeping a distance from children? It means that there should always be this, this attitude of respect, not to get too chummy, too buddy-buddy, where the child forgets and doesn't realize that this is someone who could teach me. This is who, who I need them to teach me, to guide me. There are so many potential pitfalls and dangers in this world. And unless I have the right kind of relationship with a parent or a Rebbe or any kind of thing, I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to get the guidance I need. I'm going to make terrible mistakes. So when he needs to be and not to switch things around. And this concept is hinted to in this mitzvah in the Torah. And this is why Rashi points out regarding this mitzvah, that it, the Torah says it twice. The Torah mentions both sides. The man shouldn't dress like a woman and the woman shouldn't dress like a man. It would seem that one of them would have been enough to get the message. Rashi says there that this leads to adultery, to sins pigama bris. Because when a person switches these two behaviors, then if, if, if a Rebbe, if a teacher, if a parent stands in front, of the, in front of the community as a weakling, then they will not be able to, to, eliminate, to, to eliminate the negativity, the bad in the community. Kimavur hated b'maymer hanal, as Rabbi Nezal explains this very, very well over there in chapter twenty in Likut Imran. The ikur hora hu and when we know that when we talk about bad evil, the bad, the evil is pigama bris taivas as the Zohar Kodesh says, ki ikra de yitzrabisha legalo arayim. The main focus of the yitzahara is to get us to commit sins in Arayos, Pigama Bris. Nemtza. So therefore, if, if now we understand why Rashi says there, this causes Niv. Nimtza Shedovar Zeh Goyrem Niv. Kiloi Nichna Hora. Because he wasn't able to succeed in being Machnia the Ra in the people. Shehu Bechinas Taivas Niv, which another word for Ra is this Taivas Niv, Shehu Iker Hora which the Zohar Kodesh tells us, that's the most important Ra, that that's the, the, the greatest challenge that we have on this earth. Here again, interestingly, this morning earlier, I was learning with friends from America, and we were learning Torah Samaches in Likut Imran. There, Rabbi Nezal speaks about Kas, and he says, Ra is Kas, and he quotes a Pasuk, and you'll remove the ra mi besorcha. So we see that ka, ra is kas. Make up your mind, which is it? The answer is 
both. Those two are both major, major, major examples of Ra. Any questions, please? So we have a question in the chat, please. Okay. Mm. Chris, we once read about one of the G'doylem. His only eccentricity was his complete normalcy. Can it be said that this normalcy is an aspect of Chachmatato, an ability to function normally in the everyday world despite all of his genius? The answer is yes. That's that's one that's one type of of eccentricity, that kind of thing. In other words, Rabbeinazal has a, a paragraph in Sichai Saran where he talks about Hefkeris. Hefkeris means people doing crazy things, people doing wild things. And Rabbeinazal says there that in religion it you know, it doesn't require Hefkeris. You don't have to be crazy. You're allowed to be normal. You don't have to dress crazy. You don't have to have your payas sticking out. You're allowed to be neat and clean and, and everything about it. <clears throat> Rabbi Nezal says, even though in the world out there, for many of them, a majority of the world, religious people are crazy. Like, why would you want this religious stuff? The religion is, is out of their norm, what they consider normal. And again, and, and especially if a person devotes themselves to, if, if their total preoccupation is religion, a person who's learning full time, that's really abnormal crazy. That's not true. That's not true. That's because of how they're defining norms. But again, Hashem, the Torah defines norms and within those norms, Rabbi Nezal says sometimes a person thinks that a, a tzaddik, wow, you have to see glowing lights, you have to see blinking lights or, you know, psychedelic lights coming out of his eyes or out of his mouth. And Rabbi Nezal says that's not true. He could look exactly like anyone else. And Eretz Yisrael can look similar to other countries. And yet it's a totally different world, completely different world. Rav Nosson Zalayetz now, Ubozeh muvan k'tzas mashekosav Rabbeinu Zalshon b'mayim ranal. Based on what we just learned here in this halacha, we'll be able to understand a little bit another concept that Rabbeinu Zal introduces in that chapter on Likut Imran, chapter 20, where he says there that when the Jews were on their way to Eretz Yisrael, they were going through the desert, they wanted to pass through the land of Edoim, to go a direct route. And they pleaded with Edom, let us go through your land, we're not going to touch anything. And Edom said, don't you dare, you, you try, I'm going to kill you. So it says there, that Moshe Rabbeinu sent messengers to them, they said, Ato yodato es kol hatlo. You know, you understand everything we've been through already. And Rabbeinu writes there, Ato yodato daiko. They said this to Edom, you know, you know what we've been through. Vanitzak, and we cried out to Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal says there, Hainu tikun taivas niuf. This refers to rectifying the taiva of niuf, of pegama bris. ein shaiches linin zesham. Rabbi Nezal says, if you look over there in Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal throws that in, and it doesn't seem connected in any way to what he said before or after. Suddenly he throws in Taiva Sneer. What, what does that have to do with all of this? 
He's not speaking about Taivas Niuf at all or Pagamab before that. But Rav Nosanzal says, but the truth is, we can show beautifully how it connects very well there. Because when Rabbein Nosanzal uses the wording there about the tzaddik, the Talmud Chacham, having to, that his, one of his missions is to be machnia the Ra in the people, even though Rabbi Nezal doesn't spell it out, we all know that the Ra is Taivas Niyuf, Shehu Ikr Hara, which the Zohar Kodesh makes very clear, that's the Ikr Hara. We know the angel, the Sotan, is called the Samach Mem, Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. His name is Bigimatria 131. The word Niyuf, Nun Aleph Pei, is Bigimatria 131. And then when we succeed in eliminating the Ra of the people, then afterwards, when we bring Torah, we, when we draw new revelations of Torah, Rabbein Azal explains the Enlikut Imran, then we're able to go to Edoim and take their sword. They're the masters of the sword. We're able to get Koyach from them. Kihu memunal pegam abris. Because Edoim, Esav, Amolek, Edoim, they're the ones who are in charge of pegam abris. Remember it says in Parsha Zohar by Amolek, Asher korcha baderech that Amalek is Keri, Esav, Edoim, all about Pigam Abris. It says about Esav that he came back from hunting. What was he hunting? He was hunting other women. That's what he was hunting. The Rashi points out in Chumash, quoting the Gemara, that he took other people's wives. And therefore, when the Tzaddik succeeds in being Machnia, the Ra of the people, Shu Pigam Abris Kanal, then Edoim gives us their sword to use to be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael, to be able to throw out those seven nations that were there, to be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael completely. As the Pesach says in Mishlei, Ki beretzois Hashem darkei ish gam oivav yashlemitoi. When Hashem is satisfied, is pleased with what a person is doing, then even their enemies come to join them to help them out. Dahainu <clears throat> Habaldovar, who's the enemy? The enemy is the Baldovar, the Yetzahara, Kamuva, as it says in Medrash Rabbah, Shehu Edoim, which is represented by Edoim. Ki Hasitrachra, Kishemachnian Oiso. This is a very important point that's stressed in the Sifrei Kabbalah and the Sifrei Hasidus, that when a Jew succeeds in defeating their Yetzirah, <coughs> the Yetzirah doesn't just die and get buried. The, if, if a person is really successful, the Yetzirah becomes his best friend. The he can take that fire of the Yetzirah and use it in Kedusha and apply that fire to Torah and Tefillah and Mitzvah and Toivim. The Sitrachah itself becomes a, a chariot for holiness. 
v'noisenes koyach v'siyua l'kedusha, and gives power and assistance to the kedusha. There's the story in the Gemara with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. I believe it's in the Gemara Meila that the Gemara says that the, the Romans issued a terrible decree against the Jews. And the rabbis got together and they said, who are we going to send to try to revoke this decree? So they went down the list and they said, Rabbi Shema Bar Yechoi, he's the man, because he's Melumad Benisim. He knows, he's, he, he's very qualified to perform miracles. So Rabbi Shema Bar Yechoi said, I, I need somebody to come with me. So they asked, any volunteers? They said, no. Why? Because we're afraid of him. He'll get angry. One second he'll look at us and we'll be a pile of bones. So Rabbi Shimon said to one of them, no, 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 I promise I won't hurt you. Going to be nice. And sure enough, the, the, he agreed to go with him. <clears throat> and they start going. And on the way, they, meet, they see one of the shadim coming towards them. And Rabbi Shimon sees this shade. And he says, ay, 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 look at this. He starts crying. And he says, look at this. Hagar, Hagar, the maidservant of Avram Avinu, when Hashem wanted to help her, he sent a malach. It says he sent a malach to tell her, no, don't worry, you're going to be okay. And, and she found water, and it saved her and Yishmael. And, and look at this, look where we are in today's times. Hashem sends a shed to help us. But then Rabbi Shimon said, oh, but so what? Let the help come wherever it comes from. And sure enough, the Gemara says this shed went into the daughter of the king, of the emperor, and made her crazy, made her nuts. And they tried all kinds of doctors, and nobody could heal her and everything. And then Rabbi Shimon Marichoy comes along and he sees this, and they tell him, if you can cure her, anything you want, you can have anything you want. And sure enough, the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon approached, the shed took a hike, left, and, and the, the daughter was cured. And they said to Rabbi Shimon, go into the treasury of the king, take whatever you want. He went in, he took that, the decree, he saw that paper, that document that had this decree against the Jews and tore it up. That was the end of the decree. But we see here that a, a, one of the shadim came to help Rabbi Shimon to accomplish the mission that he needed. Also in Rabbi Nelson's lifetime, one of the guys against him ended up helping him out in Breslau to get him out of the authorities. Possible. I don't remember. Possible. Edoim, And that's why the Jewish people sent messengers to Edoim. They were hinting to him this issue. You know, you know what we've been through. You know the Pegama Bris that, that we had, that Adam Arishan had, but that forced us to be in Mitzrayim for 210 years. And you know the purification that we've been through. Vanitzak, and we cried out to Hashem, Hainu Shekvar Kiblu Anshan. We already received our punishment completely in order to correct the Pegama Bris of Adam Arishan. Vitikpu Pekamza, we corrected this problem. Al Kain, Roy Therefore, it would be right, it would be proper for Edoim to help them. However, Edoim refused to help them. Because of that error, that slight error on the part of Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock, which means he used the stick when he was approaching Hashem in his tefillah to Hashem, 
as Rabbi Nezal explains very clearly there in Likutim Ran, he didn't use it in order to eliminate the, the Ra in the people, as is explained very, very clearly there in Likutim Ran, Ayin Shom, take a look over there for all the details. Because again, the tzaddik is not allowed to use that stick, that strength of his good deeds when he's davening. Only when he's getting together with the people. And over there, he was, he was in front of all the people and, and davening Tashem. And he needed to know when to turn it on. When to, it, there was, this was so delicate an issue. And then he would have been able to be, eliminate completely the Ra in the people. And then they would have, or they would be able to receive the, the sword from Edom, the strength from Edom, to conquer Eretz Yisrael, the canal. Baruch Hashem li'oilam, amen v'yamen. With this we complete the second halacha in this category. Any questions, please? Rabbi, um, so just at the end, uh, I didn't really understand. We said that, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu shouldn't use the, the koah um, during during tefillah during tefillah during tefillah right. only and only when he's gathering the people together to be machnia vera mm-hmm. two okay. different avoidos two different avoidos the avoid of stand in tefillah before Hashem there I'm nothing I'm a pauper you know but when he's turning to the so people then by the by the um, by the rock. He should have used the koach of. He should have. He should have been bechinas isha to show the people. Hashem told exactly. Exactly. Hashem told him speak to the rock, and the Gemara and all the Mefarshim say this. Hashem said, "Imagine the kiddush. Imagine how the Jews would have learned the power of tefillah if they would see that a rock." That tefillah, that tefillah can make a rock produce water, generate water. Hashem said, "V'dibartem elasela." Speak to the rock. Remember. And Rabbeinu Zal writes there that dibur in that the Gemara says sometimes dibur means rock soft. There are times when dibur means powerful. In this context, dibur means speak softly. And had he done that, all the yidden would have seen the power of tefillah. Look what tefillah can do. Thank you. That's what that's the incredible Kiddush Hashem that could have been made there. And this would explain again why Rabbeinazal's focus is tefillah, tefillah, tefillah. Because Rabbeinazal knows that that's, that's the greatest Kiddush Hashem. There's a Pasik in Tehillim. Ukraenu usechabdeni. The wording is something like that. Rabbeinazal brings that in, in Likut Yalach, so one place, that one of the greatest forms of respect for Hashem, of Kvoid Hashem, Kiddush Hashem, is tefillah. When a person is mispalel and their tefillah is, is successful, that's then everybody, because tefillah is lamalim and ateva. You know. Anyone else, please? How do we, we apply tefillah b'koyach? No, Rebbe talks about tefillah b'koyach. Tefillah b'koyach means putting all of your energy, energy, the, 
or every organ of your body concentrating to push out a cannonball. That your tefillah should be a cannonball means with intensity, with power, with concentration, taking my brain, my heart, and my mouth, locking them together, and, and throwing out a very powerful punch in terms of saying the words with intensity, with love, but no gaiva, no gaiva. I'm nothing, he's everything, pleading, pleading. Hashem doesn't owe me anything. Wishing everybody... Oh, oh, sure, let's see, just a moment. For some reason, I don't see it. If you could please tell me what the question is. There's also a concept of Isha's Chayel. Doesn't it contradict the idea of a woman, uh, the idea of a woman as being weak? The, the answer is no. Once, once again, everything is relative, relative. That paragraph of Isha's Chayel comes from the Sefer Mishlei, and it's speaking about the Torah. It's, it's singing the praises of the Torah, that's one explanation of Eishes Chayel. And here again, a woman, a woman needs tremendous, tremendous strength in order to give birth, in order to push, to carry a child, to push out a child, to be mechanech her children, in order to do what, what her mission is. But relative to her husband, re- remember the Zohar Kodesh says that when Rabbi Elazar when Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon, at his bar mitzvah, there was a tremendous celebration, incredible words of Torah that were being spoken. And then Rabbi Shimon Baruchai said, but there's still one thing missing here. I'm saying when a person is bar mitzvah, that's when they get their neshama, a certain level of neshama, you know. And, and he said, but there's one thing missing. He's not completed. He doesn't have a wife. So Rabbi Yossi ben Lakunya raised his hand. And he said, I have a great idea. My daughter... And they said, great, let's do it. You know, just like by Rabbi Nezal, that during, at his bar mitzvah, that was when he got married. And then Rabbi Yossi ben Lekunya said to his daughter, Lechi uma'ati esatzmech. Go subdue and submit yourself to your husband. Ma'ati, shrink yourself. He used the same words that Hashem used for the moon, the moon and the sun. When, when, the, when originally they were created both as equals, the sun and the moon, Shnei Mo'oyrois Hagdoilam, it says. And then it says, Hamoyer Hagodoel Vahamoyer Hakoton. The Gemara says that's the sun and the moon, because the moon came with complaints, a whole big story. And in the end, Hashem said to the moon, Lechi Umati Esatzmech, go and humble yourself before the sun. And again, that's the concept of a husband and wife. But, but the Zohar, the Tikkune Zohar, teaches us that a woman is a moving target. You have the letter Vav and, the, and, and an Akuda, a dot. The letter Vav represents the man, male, Chesed, Gvur, Teferes, Netzach, The dot represents the Malchus, the moon, that little dot that has, that's totally dark. And the Zohar Kodesh says that dot could be on bottom of the Vav, it could be side by side with the Vav, and it could go on top of the Vav. That the, the Malchus, the Shechina, the wife, can be under her husband, 
that at, at the time of the Eitz Hadas, Hashem said to Chava, Vehu Yimshoel Bach, He will rule over you. Your husband, Adam, will rule over you. So there is a concept of the husband being the Melech and, and the, the wife being the Malka, you know, being subservient to the husband. There's, the Zohar Kodesh says, there's a pasuk, Eishes Chayil Ateres Bala. The woman of valor, when the Malchus reaches its highest height, it becomes the crown, the crown on her husband's head. The crown is above the head. That a, a woman can a woman can can be on all three different levels, beneath, equal, and above. But again, each and every one of us needs to know our the men need to know their place and the women need to know their place. We have to beg Hashem to guide us in this. <clears throat> we see here, one minute I'm a man, one minute I'm a woman. I have to know when when to wear men's clothing, when to wear women's clothing, you know. That a man has to be sometimes a man and sometimes a woman. And a woman sometimes has to be a man and sometimes... But, but not chas v'shalom to get confused or to do it in a manner of sin, wearing the other one's clothing, chas <clears throat> A good nair of Shabbos, again, Shabbos Chazak, Hashem should give all of us the chizuk that we need, the Yeshuas and Rafuas that we need. We should be zeichet to the Gula Shlema. <clears throat> In this week's parsha, Avram of Moshe, uh, Yaakov Avinu tries to reveal the Gula. He's ready, he says, gather and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. And the Shekhinah leaves him. <clears throat> be- because, because, there wasn't enough. There wasn't a, a, a large enough gathering. He first tells them, "Hey, Osfu, let's make an asifa. Let's gather the family together, and I'll reveal when Mashiach comes." Because we got twelve. We have thirteen tzaddikim here. Twelve guys and, and Yaakov Avinu. Then, when the, after the Shechina leaves him, he says, "He kovtsu v'shimu." Kibbutz means mekabeitz nitcham Israel. Kibbutz means bringing in people that are far away. And, and again, being machnia ra, kibbutz means gathering large, large gatherings of Yidin, gathering together to serve Hashem. We should be zeichet to see it now. B'mheira b'yameinu, amen v'yameinu.